I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Dasher's over by the sleigh Looking for a place to lie down Dreaming his secret reindeer dreams While the other reindeer are not around A dancer only dreams of dancing Across the sky, across the sky Prancer's got an inner loneliness He only wants to die There's Vixen helping out Mrs. Claus And Comet doesn't do much at all Cupid just stares in his stall And Donner's on the ground in a fetal ball While Blitzen's answering nature's call Rudolph is so annoying Suffering he's enjoying Goodwill he's destroying Undermining confidence Santa has to intervene Has to intervene He has to get in between The reindeer They are so spoiled And fat Because Santa gives them treats That he keeps in his hand But he don't give treats To Essex The forgotten tenth Reindeer Plagued by emaciation and fear Kept in the neighbor's barn Cause Santa was ashamed of him He hid Essex away And he denied him hay Earlier today Santa got a message from the ASPCA Said you hadn't ought to be treating your reindeer that way So he had to give Essex his hay But still he wouldn't let him pull his sleigh And on Christmas night As the sleigh was pulling away if you listen closely, you can hear Essex say, I don't have reindeer glory, but at least I have hay. And he sadly watched the others as they flew away.
Hey, bud. My taste buds. The greatest of the senses. Tempting my poor tongue. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. The tunes were from Manchester, England, and released a scant total of two records, one in 1979 and one in 1980. They're not to be confused, by the way, with the band of the same name from Topeka, Kansas, who were active around the same time. Gary on my! All we are is dust in the wind, dude. The Mancunian tunes included singer-guitarist Colin Thorpe, Hello. who was also the main songwriter, Absolutely. Ann Webley on keyboards, Hello. George Budd on bass, Hello. and drummer Bernard Nuttall. <laughs> the first release by the tunes was a 12-inch EP released in 1979 called Truth, Justice, and the Mancunian Way, Nice. a record whose title would soon be borrowed for a Sounds Magazine profile of Manchester bands. The EP was released on a label called Rhesus Records, like the monkey, which seemed to exist mostly to put out records by a West Yorkshire band called The Donkeys. There really is not much information available online about the tunes, so I can't tell you much about how that EP fared, but it did well enough that the band released a second record, a single, and that one got a semi-major label release by RSO Records. I impressive. Spending some of that Bee Gees money, I guess. The producer on that second single was Colin Thurston, Hello. who'd recently engineered David Bowie's Heroes album and collaborated with Bowie and Iggy Pop as the Bule Brothers to produce Iggy's Lust for Life. With all your talk and motion, what I see when I look at your work is just that you're paying too fast. You look too fast! Thurston had also produced magazine's Secondhand Daylight album. Yeah, album's dope. And soon after producing the tunes, he'd go on to produce the first two Duran Duran LPs. Oh my god. Whatever magic touch Thurston might have had with those productions, didn't seem to rub off on the tunes, unfortunately, as the band apparently called it quits sometime after the second single came out in 1980. Here's the A-side of that record, She's My Girl by The Tunes. She's my girl. She's 
How many times have I seen uh, some jock-type character walking around in flip-flops and shorts in 35-degree weather in the city? Come on, really? Who, who are you trying to impress here? This is nonsense. I don't buy it for one second. What, are you impervious to the cold? It's so obnoxious. Come on, get, get real, man. To make toys? No. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. 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 Toys? Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Well, we need one up here. I've been studying its fascinating, you've no idea. Molars and bicuspids and incisors. Now, listen, you. You're an elf, and elves make toys. Now, get to work. Hey, it's Nadia now on WFMU, and today I'm going to be talking about what to do, what to think about when you brush your teeth. So, first of all, you brush your teeth about two minutes, two times a day, and that adds up to 100, I mean 1,140 minutes per year, which adds up to more than 80 days brushing your teeth during your life. Ask your dentist about new Colgate with MFP. Okay. Most people brush their teeth for an average of 30 seconds, according to Dr. Rosenberg. That is not enough. I'm sorry. Me too. Almost 50% of people only brush their teeth once a day. Not good. Now, what can we think about for two minutes so that we are not bored out of our brains while we brush our teeth? I don't know. You have to put a timer or something. That's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. While you're having your timer, you can also think about things like... What? I don't know, dragons. That's going to be so fun, right? For for people who hate dragons, think about uh, dogs. But if you don't like dogs, then you can think about reptiles. Yeah, reptiles. Yeah. For people who are who like to be efficient, you can use that time to organize yourself. Okay. You can think about what you're going to do after you brush your teeth, what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did before what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did after what you did before you brush your teeth, what you did before what you did after what you did before you brush your teeth. Did it mean something? Absolutely. For the person who are more like music artists, sing your favorite song in your head like 10,000 times. Then you're done. Next. Next. <laughs> People who like books, think about the next books you will read. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. It's my favorite novel ever. If you like movies, think about the next movies you're going to watch. Ice Station Zebra. Take her up. For people who are into self-improvement, think about a new good habit you're going to try to pick up. But maybe what we should do is thinking about what? Brushing your teeth and doing a good job. Red to white, go everywhere. In between, the back, the front, on both sides. Being in the moment, meditation. Conclusion. If you are still unsure about being able to brush your teeth for two minutes without being bored out of your brain, you can also put on the wall your favorite pages from books, magazines, and read it until the timer rings. Or even better, listen to WFMU. For example, my segment is two or three minutes long.
for brushing your teeth. That's awesome. Bye-bye. Let's take a moment to visit with Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. Hello, Clay. Hey, Sam, it's good to talk to you. Funny. What, Sam? We work side by side, day after day, and yet... And yet we hardly ever... Speak. Speak. We hardly ever speak. I think we're just distracted by our work, Sam, wouldn't you? I, of course, am always operating at peak efficiency. Well, almost peak efficiency. Almost? We ran the numbers on you, Sam. Numbers? We checked your schematics. Schematics? Yeah, your output, your coefficients, your... And my drag? Your drag. And what did you deduce? You're running at about 98.4% efficiency. 98.4? You know, give or take it. But that's down since last time. It is down a little bit. Clay? Yes, Sam. I am losing no. it, aren't I? No, Sam. I'm aging out. Calm down. Sam, stop it. I am slowly, steadily falling apart. It's just the stress of the holiday, Sam. It is? Sure. Good. I haven't been feeling well. I know, Sam. You took me in. I took you into the computer repairman. I nearly died. For a minute there, Sam, I, I thought I was losing you. I know. Now maybe you won't take me for granted. We've got to get you back in ship shape, Sam. Just in time. Yeah, for the holidays. Are you taking me with you? I wish I could. To old Iowa. But I can't, Sam. Out on the farm with the cows and the pigs in the dirt smoking six back in Iowa. In the Midwest, where the corn grows the best, God takes care of the rest out in Iowa. Oh, Sam, that was nice. A tribute to your home state, Clay. Thank you, Sam. At least we are talking. I see you every day at work, Sam. And I see you and we get older and older. <laughs> Easy, Sam. I can't take it, Clay. You're having a holiday existential crisis. What is the meaning? The meaning of life. Everyone's trying to figure it out. Would you like to know? Oh, yes, Sam. What is it? You are not quite ready to know. No? No. Why? Your puny mind could not handle the truth. My puny... Shriveled, emaciated mind. Okay, Sam. Oh. Once so pink and healthy. I know. Were you dropped on your head or something? As a matter of fact, I... Borrowed time, buddy. I know, Sam. Borrowed time. We're all on it, Sam. Ain't that the truth? Well, happy holidays, Sam. Happy holidays, Clay. And happy, happy holidays, holidays Glistners. I wish my brother George was here. With NASA's Artemis mission moving along as planned after the Orion spacecraft's first successful splashdown back here on Earth, the agency is making impressive progress towards the goal of getting humans back to the moon and eventually Mars. On, on Mars. Biggest, biggest, biggest. One of the biggest challenges of establishing a settlement on Mars is knowing what future inhabitants will need. Weed. To adjust to the challenges of living under the planet's extremely harsh conditions. Jesus. 
to better prepare astronauts for their Mars residency, NASA is planning a series of missions here on Earth that will simulate year-long stays on the red planet's surface as a way of studying the difficulties the astronauts will face. How do astronauts go to the bathroom in space? The missions known as CHAPIA, which stands for Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog. Exactly. Is somewhat reminiscent of Biosphere 2, the building complex located in Arizona that famously saw experiments in the early 1990s, where groups of people locked themselves in a closed system research facility for up to two years with the objective of finding out how difficult surviving with no outside help would be. While the experiments at Biosphere 2 ran into trouble and didn't end as planned after crew members experienced diminishing food and oxygen supplies, the experiments did succeed in showing us what? the true demands of survival in isolated conditions. The participants of the Chapia mission are hoping that the year they spend confined in the 3D printed structures here on Earth will simulate a Mars habitat okay. and assist researchers in evaluating NASA's system for providing food and oxygen on Mars and to improve our understanding of the environments necessary to assure the physical and behavioral health of astronauts on future long-duration space missions. Hello there, from the men in the moon. <laughs> this is George for Wake Science. The wake and bake animal of the week is the starling. Starlings are thought to have originated in East Asia in the early Miocene period 20 million years ago. Oh my god. Oh my god. Their super family includes thrushes, flycatchers, and chats, as well as dippers. Why, minor birds are starlings. You're so sweet. In North America, the common starling competes for habitats with our native birds, and it's considered to be an invasive species. Starlings eat bugs and fruit. The ones that hang around us start liking meat. That's sad. Yeah. A starling can forcefully open its bill after inserting it into a crevice, expanding that hole and exposing the prey. This behavior is referred to by the German verb circle. I know nothing. The iridescent plumage of many species is dark and metallic in appearance. From the tiny abbot starling weighing just 1.2 ounces, the largest starling, the Niacil mina, Cracula robusta, which can well weigh over a pound. Get off me! Starlings have complex vocalizations, sampling car alarms and human speech patterns. They can imitate 15 to 20 other birds. Starlings are the subject of research into the evolution of human language. 
the European starling is widespread across the Atlantic. Polynesia, Melanesia, and Micronesia are lousy with starlings. The European starling was purposefully introduced to North America in 1891 by the American Acclimatization Society. All right, is everybody here now? I think we can begin. It was decided that all birds mentioned by William Shakespeare should be in North America. Nay, I'll have a starling shall be taught to speak. A hundred of them were released from New York's Central Park. Plum. Today... Over 200 million European starlings here. Incredible. They fly in great undulating murmurations, shifting and morphing in the air into poetic shapes, moving as one collective by instincts eons old. We love starlings at Wake and Bay. We hope you do too. I'll make a coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? If anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Good morning, listeners. It's me again. <laughs> Scott, your pal from Wednesday. Cool. On the hit list. Our weekly exploration of the songs that have accrued over time to make us the mature radio station that we are today. <laughs> oh, boy. Today's hit comes from a band that never officially existed and a release that was not released. What? What? <laughs> Only on WFMU. Yes. Oh. The artist here is known as Like a Team. They are the duo project of the Dutch self-proclaimed electronica deviant Like a Tim and the German singer Gina V. Dorio from Cobra Killer and Decatur, or however you pronounce that band name. I don't know. Gina's Cobra Killer paid our Cosmic Cowboy a visit here in August of 2003. They sat down for an interview. They gave him new music, and Gina actually gave him a series of demos that she had been recording at that time with, like, Tim. It was a bunch of 50s and 60s American teenage standards and um, appended at the end were a bunch of just uh, electronic loop experiments. The following year, 2004, all the pop tracks were completely reconfigured, re-recorded, and released on the CD Bass Girl. Or was it Bass Girl? Credited to Gina V. Dorio and Like a Tim. And I don't like it nearly as much as the demos. I agree, 100%. I agree. From those demos presented by Gina Vidorio to our own Cosmic Cowboy on that summer's day in 2003 comes this spare and lovely version of Brian Wilson's bleak and sad exploration of teenage alienation, what? The Lonely Sea. I'm Scott Williams. See you on the radio this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Yeah. 
this horrible year never end? We've never lost a year before, and I'll be damned if we're gonna lose one on my shift. Thanks, Clay. And with America gaming out of the world's best at soccer competition, it's down to the footballers of the world to wrap it up with their uh, little cup. But in a sense, we could still say the U.S. is the best soccer team since all the other soccer teams are football teams. Funny thing, though. What? The word soccer, while only used by Americans, is of British origin. Really? And even more surprising? What? Soccer and football have nearly identical roots. And so our word of the week, soccer. Before the Brits standardized kicking and throwing balls around fields in the mid-19th century, there were a variety of games with different names and rules being played at colleges around the kingdom. That, of course, couldn't do. No. So somebody set about formalizing and codifying the rules and terminology the way they did, for example, with a crayon of herring or a pony of liquor. Right. And so in London in 1863, the Football Association was launched. But college boys, known for finding frivolity in things that aren't even interesting, started shortening the name. At some schools, the football became footer. Footer. And at others, the midsection of association was used to form soccer. Any confusion had been replaced with new and more confusing confusion. (laughs) By the time black and white ball football made it to the States, people were already playing brown ball football. And so the other name, soccer, was adopted. The word soccer, then, doesn't refer to the socks the players wear on their feet, as likely no one thought, and it doesn't stem from the phrase sock it to me, which actually predates Aretha Franklin and Rowan and Martin's laugh-in by decades. Sock it to me? It apparently even showed up in Mark Twain's 1889 novel A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, a book I've thought about reading without actually doing so. Thou swell, thou witty, thou sweet, thou grand. Oh, and my World Cup pick? I'm going with Morocco all the way. They have the best music. Back to you, Clay. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. <sighs> Hello, wake and bake. Hello, glisteners. <sighs> Mr. Let's Pay here. The end of the year, it is here. And then we're going to be uh, doing it all just one more last time for the rest of this year. Until next year. All right. Let's celebrate what the future is by we're going to paint a baby. Wake and bake, baby. The baby New Year. So we get over here. I've got my canvas here. I'm on my treadmill here. And then we're going to make some hors d'oeuvres. We've got a lot of hors d'oeuvres. We're going to try to make a couple of hors d'oeuvres, I think. Uh, a fried mashed potato balls <laughs> is what we're thinking about possibly getting going on here. Let's go ahead and get some paint on the canvas here. Get the little baby going on here. Get some paint on the canvas here. Big old head. Big old head. All right. And a little body. Okay. 
there's uh, arms, there's some arms and, uh, and some legs. Okay. Okay. And uh, give it, maybe uh, clean the brush. It's, uh, it's a little dirty, but that's all right. Doesn't matter one way or the other. Okay, let's go over here and uh, cut up some uh, potatoes here. Uh, all right. And uh, we're going to try to blend them and then, then we'll fry them. All right, we're going to fry them here. All right. And then we got other goodies to put in uh, to fry uh, breadcrumbs and stuff like that. Uh, season. We got to season it here. All right, let's throw that in the blender here. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That, just kind of, just kind of uh, give it a little bit of a zap. Don't, don't try. Don't feel like you got a puree. You know what I'm saying? The parades are on on New Year's Day. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about doing that on the blender. Worry more so about getting that special presentation that you want to give on Christmas Eve. Incorrect. Uh, on New Year's Eve. Okay, let's go back to our painting here. All right, let's put down the, the, the number, 20, 21, 20, 21. There you go, 20, 20, uh, tw 22. <laughs> 20, 22, room 222, remember that show? Absolutely. Uh, I remember that one time the guy was like on LSD and he was on the top, he was gonna, he was gonna jump off uh, the, the building. Uh, it was terrible. Okay, very memorable moment here. As, as, as 2021 was very memorable. We all agree on that. 100%. Happy 2022, people! Woo! You did it! We made it! Yeah. All right, let's get those potato balls in the, in the fry pan. Sizzle, 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 sizzle. Till next year. Mr. Let's Bake, bye-bye! Here he comes now, the big hand. Dad, could I talk to you for a minute? Sorry, not now. I, I'm going over the Peterson account. Gary, don't bother your father. Daddy, can I have a Wonder Popsicle? Sure you can, Cindy. Gary, get Cindy a Wonder Popsicle. Can I have one too, Dad? No, you can't. Please, hon, I'll tell Gary what he can and cannot do. I'm... All things run through me. I'm sorry, Don. Oh, I, I can't stand it. I want a Wonder Popsicle. Gary, get Cindy her Wonder Popsicle. But I want a Wonder Popsicle, too. <laughs> Gary, Gary, you're crying over a popsicle. An insignificant little frozen treat, Gary. But all kids love 
popsicle, Gary. You're, what is he, ten? You're eight years old. Eight years old and still... Crying about popsicles. What about a beef jerky? Older kid might have a beef jerky, not when that. Not until they're 13, Don. 13. Is that what you heard? On TV. On the television? On the on mm. television. I've got to wait five more years. At least. For a beef jerky. You'll bleed from the stomach. Is that what it says? Some of the they test bleed. subjects yeah. bled from the stomach, yes. Well, if I can't have a popsicle. You cannot have a... And I can't have any jerky. Convulsions and... From the... And diarrhea. From the jerky. Gary. Gary. Did you forget my name, Dad? No, I was thinking of Cindy. <laughs> Oh, poor little... Little Cindy. Cindy. Just wants a popsicle. But her selfish brother... Won't get me one. Oh, here's your <laughs> stupid popsicle. Watch your tone, Gary. I, I can't stand it. Neither can I, Gary. Mom. It's, it's been, been a long time since we've spoken. Telepathically. Yes, telepathically. Tell Gary what to do, and then he doesn't get her popsicle, and she starts... What's with you two? Oh, what, Dad? What, Dad? What, 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 they're communicating. Listen to the big words. Telepathically. Oh, that's ridiculous, Cindy. Now, eat your popsicle. Yeah, eat it, Cindy. Gary. It's good, Daddy. No, good, Cindy. Good. <laughs> I want a snack item. I'll give you a smack item. Don. Well. Don, no. <laughs> I know it's frustrating. Well, you just can't the belt uh, reach them anymore. You could reach me through my stomach, Daddy. I'll give up this snack thing. Your hunger is merely a... The representation. That was a big word, Don. Cindy knows many big words. Of my emptiness. Oh, why would you be empty? I feel, I feel empty, empty around, around hugged sometimes. sometimes. Is that you, Daddy? Cindy, we're, we're connected. Telepathically. Daddy. Don. Daddy. Don. Oh, I... Uh, uh, I can't have a popsicle. No. Or beef jerky. No. What can I have? Eat your celery. I don't want celery. Eat it, Tom. Gary. Gary. I want jerky. No. I want jerky. No. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from Weird New Jersey Magazine. Circus freaks seldom enjoy the glamorous show business lifestyle that other celebrities do, but one curious little fellow from New Jersey enjoyed a long and fruitful career as one of P.T. Barnum's star attractions. Billed as Zip the What Is It, he was gazed upon by millions of people around the world, kings and queens, and touted as the survivor of a lost Amazonian tribe discovered during the exploration of the River Gamba. Zip had a normal body but an undersized head, described at the time like the slim end of an egg. Cash in on the Darwin controversy going around in America at the time, Barnum promoted Zip as the missing link between apes and men. But Zip was no missing link. He was born Henry Johnson in Liberty Corners, New Jersey in 1857 to former slaves William and Mahalia Johnson. He became Zip only after P.T. Barnum plucked the young William from a local circus. Barnum gave William a makeover, shaving his cranium except for a little tuft of shaggy hair on the back of his head, and fitted him with a furry monkey outfit. Whoa! 
But despite his billing, odd appearance, and the indecipherable dialect he used in front of an audience, Zip was smarter than most thought, and in private conversed as well as anyone. Even well into old age, Zip was still always ready at a moment's notice to play the missing link. In 1925, he offered himself up as evidence during the famed Scopes Monkey Trial, in which a Tennessee teacher was charged with illegally teaching the theory of evolution. If you want to deny evolution and live in a world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it. In 1926, Zip was taken seriously ill with bronchitis and moved from Boundbrook to Bellevue Hospital in New York. With his sister Sarah by his bedside, Zip uttered his now famous dying words. Well, he told her, we fooled him for a long time. Zip's simple funeral played to a packed house of fellow performers, including the human ostrich, the human claw hammer, and the fat lady, Jolly Irene, who required an entire pew just for herself. Zip was laid to rest in the Boundbrook Cemetery on April 26, 1926. Few people today who walk past the simple stone inscribed William Johnson realized who lies there, a little noggin fellow who lived a life larger than most. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Hey, listeners, Zoe here. Begin by bringing your attention into your body. Notice your body seated wherever you're seated, feeling the weight of your body on the chair, on the floor, on the floor. On the floor. Take a few deep breaths, and as you take a deep breath, Bring in more oxygen, enlivening the body. And as you exhale, have a sense of relaxing more deeply. You can notice your feet on the floor, the sensation of your feet touching the floor, the weight and pressure, vibration, heat. Notice your legs against the chair pressure, pulsing, heaviness, lightness, your back against the chair. Now bring your attention into your stomach area. If your stomach is tense or tight, let it soften. Take a breath. Notice your hands. Are they tense or tight? See if you can allow them to soften. Notice your arms. Feel any sensation in your arms. Let your shoulders be soft. Notice your neck and throat. Let them be soft, relaxed. Soften your jaw. Let your face and facial muscles be soft. Then notice your whole body present. Take one more calming breath. Be aware of your whole body as best you can. Take another breath. 
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes or look around the room. May peace be with you, dear listeners. Rex! Rex, turn down that music! Oh, I got it. Turn it down, Rex. Oh, yeah, sure. Ornette Coleman. I know it's your free jazz. It's all you ever listen to, Rex. It'll open your mind, Connie. Wide open. Your mind's open too wide, Rex. I can't shut it off, Connie. Shut it off, Frantimaker. He can't shut it off, Dinky. My mind's wide open, Dowerty. Wide open. I don't have to listen to this. <laughs> You don't have the capacity. What's that mean? Some college boy word. To understand Ornette. Oh, you and that Ornette. I like Dabney. It's not Dabney Coleman. I like Gary. He's not talking about... Gary Coleman. What's you talking about? Out, Willis. (laughs) Why aren't you working today, Dougherty? Same reason you ain't working. It's Christmas vacation. Holiday vacation. Oh, Jesus. The day when our Lord... Ramadan. Ramada. Oh, I like that Ramada Inn. Hanukkah. When were you at the Ramada? Oh, never mind, Nikki. A seasonal time of... Randy Larson, wasn't it? Oh, Randy Larson. Families gathered together. Butcher down at the meat market. What makes you think that a single star... Shut up, Rademaker. I mean, he does have muscles. Thank you for noticing. That's you, Rademaker. Randy Larson's got these big... Oh, arms. He's got big arms. He does, does he? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God. Your big arms hold us. When we are afraid and we're tired and alone and there's nobody knocks and there's nobody phones and you sit there alone in your small dirty home and you smoke cause you like how your lungs you like all that collects on your tongue. Praise God. Praise God. God is in his heaven. He is sitting in his throne. He is talking on his phone. But he isn't calling you as you desperately try to reach him. But you aren't getting through. Now your life is nearly over and there's little you can do. But pray to God and hope to God that your prayer is getting through. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! No, happy holidays! You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. 
a little too early for you? Catch the Archive Show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.